This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. I always love coming to someplace that I've never been before. I'm up on the fourth floor. Is that what we're on the yeah. fourth floor of 2662 Reva Road in the Department of Public Works, which is where the big headquarters are. And we are speaking today with Karen Henry, who is the, I don't want to say new director because you've been uh, in this position for probably about five months now. And uh, But you've been here, I don't want to say forever either, but a long time in the county. But thank you so much for taking your time this morning to talk with us and learn a little bit more about DPW and... Uh, some of the stuff that's going on. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. Well, you assumed this role in 2023 after Chris Phipps uh, noped out and said, yeah, now I'm, I'm retiring. It's time to kick back. And I guess I'm going to say welcome to the most thankless yet most essential jobs <laughs> ever. It's, it's funny. I had a, a friend of mine up in Pennsylvania that was the director of public works for a municipality. And uh, you might be able to relate to this, but he was in some meeting talking about something. And somebody stood up and says, I want to. And he says, please just sit down. I'll answer your question. I promise. I think I'm going to cover it. She kept interrupting him, interrupting him. And then she finally came out with the, no, you be quiet because I pay your salary. <laughs> so he reached and he was also applying for a job as township manager in like Lancaster County. So he reached into his pocket, he grabbed out a handful of change, he tossed out and he says, there's your money back, sit down. <laughs> and, I, and I said, it had to feel so good. I went back to his office after the meeting. I said, you got the job, didn't you? He says, oh yeah. But <laughs> so, said it had to feel so good. But, you know, literally when, you know, things go wrong in Anne Arundel County, uh, and, and even with fire, but I mean, with the exception of violence and the police and stuff like that, you guys are involved in it. Department of Public Works. I mean, you, and even to a degree with police and fire. Yes. I guess, how did you come into this job? I noted this in your biography when uh, you were, uh, they made you an actor first and then they made you a re the real thing <laughs> uh, for a little bit. But you started your career here in the county at the Department of Aging. Yes, it is a unusual jump over to public works but what happened I loved my job in aging but I kind of felt like I had done everything I could do I wrote on a manual for policies and procedures we came up with a resource director we did everything training of the staff so I felt I had kind of reached my limit of what I could do and I saw a position open here in public works and it was called it was the excel program manager excellence in cost-effective leadership and I thought well, that sounds interesting. Let me apply for it. And I think I was an unlikely candidate. They never met me. And the, the interview panel, the person who hired me, they didn't know me. I didn't know them, but um, they took a chance on me. And I led that program. And we had much success. And still, still exists today. And that program, uh, not to get off track too much, but basically that's a program to create efficiencies within the Bureau of Utility Operations through redesigning classifications, creating flexible workers, and promoting people based on skills and knowledge they achieve rather than time in the position. So um, we've had a lot of success with totally reorganizing how we do business and utility operations. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's the private industry model. I mean, you, yeah. you you promote people and you move people based on on their skills skill sets and their ability to do it, as yes. opposed to, well, I've got another thirteen hours and I get my yes. you know, my next my next rate or something like that. Yes. Um, so you're not 
a, uh, a geeky engineer? No, I am not an engineer. Uh, my background's in business management. Um, and actually, I have a master's in liberal studies, which everyone's like, well, what does liberal studies have to do with it? <laughs> but it does cre- help you create critical thinking skills and learning, I think, more broadly about how the word world works. And Well, it does. I mean, I think when you get into a director-type position in, in any department, whether that could be the, you know, the fire department, the police department, I mean, certainly there's some skills that you need in those departments but management and you know working with people is probably the most critical thing that you can do here yes Uh, there's probably plenty of engineers here to to handle we have plenty of engineers Yes. Um, And I mean, certainly engineers look at the world differently. We definitely need engineers there. They're the ones that are going to be looking at everything that could possibly go wrong. So they make our projects as risk proof as possible. And so they definitely have a different way of looking at the world than I do. But I think I bring a different perspective to the department. One of my favorite parts about this department is the people. We have 762 employees. Unfortunately, they're not all filled right now, but those employees range from engineers, managers to folks that actually dig ditches in the road to put in infrastructure. We have clerical staff, we have surveyors, we have pretty much, uh, you know, quite a variety of positions within our department. Well, you guys aren't sexy at all. I mean, you don't do check presentations, you don't hobnob with the politicians, or, you know, you rarely get applause, <laughs> um, but you, you, you do catch the flack when things break. Yes. Um, that's, I guess, the core function of Department of Public Works is just keep the infrastructure in the county in good shape and running so everybody can use it. You know, you don't think about it as you move down. I mean, driving over here, okay, I drove over probably four bridges and six miles of roadway and there's a couple of traffic signals and, uh, you know, it, that's all you, right? Yes, all that's us. So when you wake up in the morning, if you're on county water and sewer, which two-thirds of the county is, you're going to be making your coffee with some county water. You're going to be taking your shower and flushing your toilet. That water goes to our wastewater treatment plants. Um, you're driving to work on a county road. Uh, you, at least your home's probably on a county road. You may also be on a state road. We do get mixed in with the state a little too often, and... Um, that kind of isn't great because they're different quality of roads sometimes. So well, it's it's funny where we are in you know it, although you're we're here in Anne Arundel County, but we're not in the city of Annapolis yet. Your mailing address is the city, and I know that's confusing to everybody. Yes, and you know I'm in what I do. I kind of know where the city limits are. So when I call nine one one, if I have to report something or other, I'll say, hey, I need. Annapolis City, because I know I'm in the city, but a lot of people, oh, no, I'm in Annapolis, I'm in Annapolis. No, you're in Broadneck, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> right. it, is, it is a bit confusing, and uh, I know that, you know, figuring out what's the state road and, and who to call, but uh, certainly you can get in touch with Anne Arundel County, and they'll be able to tell you exactly, well, no, that you need to call the city, or you need to call the state to, to handle that. That's right. Um, one of your initiatives that you've been working on over the while has been littering, and and. As I'm, I'm older than most people here, but I remember when I was younger, litter was just a horrible problem. I mean, you drive down the road, and I'm sure my parents did the same thing. You know, you smoke the cigarette, flick it out the window, the cup, okay, throw it out the window. It was really bad. And then it got good. And it was similar to recycling. Recycling, when it first came out, you know, the green, the brown, the clear glass, and everything else. And then all of a sudden, it said, okay, just put it all in one bucket, and we'll figure it out later. Made it easy. You guys took an Operation Clean Sweep, and you're working on making sure that our highways and our roadways and our byways are as litter-free as possible. And what kind of a task is that? It's a lot. And uh, we still, 
It was one of the first things people started complaining to me about when, like, the first day I was in the acting director role was, why is there so much litter and what are you doing to clean it up? And, I, and so we were already in progress of doing a lot to help fix the litter problem in the county, although, you know, we just are a small fraction of it. But we, um, last year, collected 165 tons of trash. That's roadside litter along county roads. This is what our, our Bureau of Highways does. And, you know, keeping up with it is nearly impossible. We do rely, I know a lot of community associations, they have organized litter cleanups in their areas. We need all that. It can't just be the Bureau of Highways. We don't have enough staff to really keep it clean all the time. So at least we're doing what we can, but we do count on the public to help us with that effort. Over the last five years, we've collected 450 tons of trash just in five years. I mean, that's pretty significant and a crazy number, if you ask me. Um, but what's really sad about it, and you're talking about in the past, but I think we're getting back to that just throwing your cigarette butt out the window. And I've seen people throw their trash out their window, their McDonald's bags, as they're driving down the road. Yeah, and I've seen them in a McDonald's parking lot throwing their, you know, their litter right at their outside their door instead of walking a couple of feet to a trash can that's right there. So I don't know what's going on with the people right now that they feel that's the right thing to do. We and we live in a, such an environmentally sensitive county with the waterways. So my concern is, you know, all this litter eventually is going to end up in the waterways if it's not getting picked up some other way. So, um, you know, if people could just remember simple things they could do, like keep a trash bag in your car and dispose of your trash when you get home, you know, and put it in litter. If it's recycling, recycle it. Um, you know, it's not that hard. I no. mean, before I walked up here, I pulled a, a, a soda can out of this, out, yeah. of, out of my gear bag, just to yeah. it in the trunk. So, I mean, that'll go back in my recycling bin at home. Yes. It's not, and you said, as you said, it's not hard and I don't understand. I personally can't understand why people would do it, but we see it and we're living it. And then the folks that really do care are complaining about it, which, you know, I don't blame them. But really, we have to kind of shame our neighbors because it's probably someone in your neighborhood that's throwing stuff out the window. Peer pressure is yeah. an effective tool. Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of where, where we're at. Um, let us know. We've had this op operation um, clean sweep. We are wearing, that's in conjunction with the state. And so they're cleaning up the state road and we do all the adjacent county roads so that it's kind of a joint effort and get that whole community connection done. Well, I had read, I was just doing some geeky math stuff and I had read that the average person makes, generates four and a half pounds of trash a day. And initially I was like, oh, that sounds crazy. But then I'm thinking, okay, so what paper have I thrown out and what, you know, meat wrappers or whatever it may be. And I'm like, okay, well, that's probably a, a spot on number. But at almost 600,000 residents in Anne Arundel County, that's 2.7 million pounds about a day. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's crazy. Our curbside collection, one of the things the right. Public Works does is curbside collection. We have three recycling centers and we have the Millersville landfill. The curbside collection picks up your trash, your your yard waste and recyclables. And I don't have the numbers on pounds, but maybe um, but we yeah, can get I that. Mean, it's, it, it's amazing that, that it's there. And, and I mean, obviously the bulk of it does go picked up by the county is is disposed of properly yes but who does the actual pickup i mean is this something where some you know a, you know we'll say a guy that's going to repair a pothole 
stops and picks up or is, do we have dedicated like litter patrols? Um, well, they're when they're doing their mowing before they mow, they are going to be picking up litter. So that's the highways crews do that they're on the roadside litter. Is okay. that what you're asking? Okay. Yeah. Um, so they, they're not, we don't have like a litter patrol. That would be kind of cool if we did. I think though, we probably have to have a hundred employees just dedicated to litter patrol throughout the county to really keep up with all of the litter issues. Um, so it's, it's done in coordination and in conjunction with mowing and other roadside services that they're doing. Is there a part of the county that's worse than others? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the heavier trafficked roads are, you know, are the, are the hot spots. Yes. I mean, if, Three people go down a road. I mean, chances are it's not going to be too littered as opposed to Ritchie Highway or, you know, Route 3 in Crofton. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of it, you'll see intersections of a major, major intersection. Not even major. It could be East-West Boulevard and Route 3, you know, Veterans Highway. That could be, you know, certain intersections. It seems that's where we're going to see the most trash. Seems like it's such a waste of resources. I mean, we've got things break. Yeah. Okay. So we... You know, may have a sewer plant that is going offline for whatever reason, which can have all sorts of issues and everything else. Yet we're dealing with something that is so simple that is unnecessary. It's preventable. That's the thing. It's prevent. I get the pothole, which we do too. You know, we we will fill the potholes and we keep try to keep our roads in as good a condition as we possibly can. Um, that's kind of unavoidable because over time with snow and other issues, you know, that's going to happen in a road. But litter throwing, you know. That definitely is preventable and should be choice. Happy. Yes. Somebody made the choice to roll down the window or open the door and, and toss whatever it was outside. Yes. That's crazy. It is. What Do we work with the prisons? Uh, we used to. They used to help us with litter cleanup, mm-hmm. but they have not had the um, resources. Really, it started dwindling a little before COVID, but COVID kind of ruined that program for us um, where they just don't have the, the uh, inmates to... They have to volunteer for the work, and they're not doing it. So, I gotcha. At least not for Department of Public Works type jobs. So I guess the, the solution then is just to make sure that everybody that's listening to this, that everybody that lives in the county that hears about it, just don't litter. It's so simple. It's yes. not. It's not difficult. We don't. It's not rocket science. If right. You will. Right. And please talk to your neighbors and your friends, and you know, mention how you don't like the litter in the, on our streets, and maybe they will will think twice about it. You know, and one thing too uh, that I've noticed a bunch is on league sports. A lot of times you see, you know, teams leave, and there's cups and there's wrappers and the snack and the, the team celebrate. And I, I get that. Uh, designate a parent to, with with a trash bag at the end of the game, and just take a look. Yes, and you know, like the Boy Scouts. I mean, I ran with a Boy Scout pack for a while. It's like you know, leave it better than when you came. Right. Or, exactly. You know, or at least how was it? It's not that not that difficult to do. Now we talked about curbside trash collection and stuff like that. Now you do collect. Obviously, we know we collect trash. Yes. And you put that into the little black bins or whatever right. your own trash cans and stuff like that. You collect recyclables, which you can lump in as long as it's recyclable and really. It's, Take a look at what is recyclable and not. Uh, you mentioned ripping the lids off we the pizza boxes. We have a great app, Recycle app, Coach. Recycle Coach. It's an app. You can put in your address. It will even remind you that it's a trash night. But if you have any question about what to recycle, let's say you, you don't know what to do about a golf ball, you can put in golf ball and I'll tell you whether that's recyclable or not. So Is golf ball recyclable? I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't think it is, but I, I don't know. You know, it could be. Um, yeah. So, so you can put obscure little things in there like that? Yeah, it, has, cool. it has all kinds of stuff in there. That's that's really cool. But, okay, so you've got trash, you've got recycling that you can put in there. Uh, you do bulk pickup? 
Yes, we do bulk pickup. Is that per schedule or can you just put it out? You just put it out and they'll come and pick it up. On your regular day? Yes. Yard waste? Yard waste. So that's leaves. That's going to be in your paper bags or you can have it in a a bin that's marked so that we know that it's not your recycling bin. We know, like usually put an X on it. That's how we know that it's your leaves or whatever you've got in there. No more of the plastic garbage bags with the tape X's on because again, that thin plastic Gunks up everything. Yeah, so our um, yard waste with, is composted, uh, turned into compost at our landfill. We have a composting center there, and um, that is used as mulch for, you know, county projects, or people and- can come and purchase it. Not usually individuals, but they could if they wanted to. Ann's Best, I think, is the name of it. How, how much stuff do you pick up? I mean, you guys, I, I, I mean, we talked about some crazy you know, amount of garbage that we create a day, but how many trucks, I mean, it's not, and you contract this we out, We contract right? out curbside collection, yeah. I mean, how much garbage is picked up? 132,000 tons a year. 132,000 tons a year. How many elephants is that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. What's an elephant? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, that's that's just a, a that's, lot of elephants. That's one of those numbers that's so hard to fathom. 133,000 tons. Yeah, and it gets transposed to curbside waste for the county. This is probably more than you want to know, but it gets uh, taken to transfer station at Annapolis Junction, and then it goes on a train that goes down to Virginia to a landfill in Virginia. Okay. And that's how we're trying to preserve the life of our own landfill to extend that for as long as possible. One way we've done that is through an extensive recycling program. So we have a lot less trash coming to the landfill. And another is um, disposing of, you know, this diverting the, the trash to a uh, different landfill in Virginia. Any idea on the lifespan of a landfill? Right now, it's projecting at 2045. Um, but we're continuing to expand that and looking at other ways we can enhance the way we have designed our landfill. We have right now we're in cell nine and there's five sections of cell nine. We've already opened up cell 9.1, 9.2. We're looking at opening 9.3. Um, that'll be the next one. So how can we better... Um, improve how much trash we can fit in that what what efficiencies can we gain through that so those are some studies we're doing and looking at ways to make that okay, fast forward with me for a little bit trash. 2045 okay we're we're full okay the last car rolled through and he dumped his coffee table off and that that was the last thing that went into the landfill. What happens to the landfill then at that point? I'll be retired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the landfill will have to close. So you might have a recycling center there, um, but uh, we'll actually wouldn't even really be able to do that because we'd have to send all everything. There would be no place to go in the county to drop off your, you know, your own. When you're cleaning out your basement, you want to come right, to the right. landfill. There would be no place in Anne Arundel County to do that. That so, would, or we'd have to find a whole new location, which that is going to be. That's got its own yeah, problems. There's in and no of no neighbor going to want that. Um, although we're a pretty great neighbor, if you ask me, at the landfill. But yeah, that that could be the future. Well, you've also got the issue with it. There's not that much land. I mean, I don't know how many acres the landfill takes, but it's a big piece of property. And I mean, you know, you're, you're yeah. somewhat relegated to 
maybe some places parcels out in West County, but mostly South County. And that's, you know, there's a whole different ball of wax there. Right. But I mean, what does happen when a landfill gets full? I mean, it's closed. There's no more there. Yeah, they, they cap it. It looks beautiful. I mean, right. We have it at our landfill. There's cells that have been closed I and mean, we're on cell nine. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's all the cells that let up. And, so and that's just covered with dirt and grass. Yeah. And, so it looks like a part, you know, mounds, looks like little mounds of uh, hills and mountains there. You know, it's actually really, really beautiful. I was on top of the landfill a couple of weeks ago, just to observe what was going on with the new the new cells and how looking at how we could improve and maybe make more room there, make that more efficient to, to have more trash in there. And I was really struck by how beautiful it was. Deer were running around. There was, you know, there's trees there. There's the stream that runs through it. I mean, it's actually a beautiful location. And every night they do cover up the trash, you know, with dirt so that it's not smelling overnight you know and then they come the next day and everyone starts reloading it up yeah and then we do clean every day there's crews that come around and clean clean up you know because stuff does blow but a complete a completely capped filled landfill with its you know put the dirt over and grass and the deers and stuff like that. I mean, that can be then repurposed into parkland. I there imagine. have been some other jurisdictions that have done that. I know like in Virginia Beach, their former landfill is a um, park. So, uh, you know, that would be, I guess, a political decision when it comes to that, how they want to use it and whatever the Maryland Department of the Environment regulations allow. We are using a, a cool, kind of cool, I don't know if you're aware of this, but over at our Dover Road is a recycling center, but it's a former landfill in Glen Burnie. And we have a contract in place with a company that's putting solar panel panels there. And they can sell sell some of the credits back to the county, but they'll be selling whatever energy they um, produce from those solar panels on that landfill. So it's kind of repurposing that. Right. Um, there's a lot of rules associated when you're because you there's liners there, so you can't pierce, you know, too far down and ruining the integrity of what's been covered. What's being held there? Yeah, but they're but you know they of course are aware of all that and meeting all the regulations that are required in order to put solar panels on a landfill. So well, I hope the powers that be, which won't be you because you'll be retired or county <laughs> executive pitman because you'll be termed out. But when twenty forty five rolls around, I hope we're not caught with our pants down trying to figure out what to do with this now and that we're. Um, that's you know. yeah. That's why we're looking at because if we could do some expansion, we may be able to keep extended another ten, twelve years. So th- these are the kind of things we're looking at now. So it's not. It has been kicked down the road already to the point where now we have to make some hard decisions, and um, hopefully we'll be making the right ones for the future. Even though it will maybe not make everybody happy, but it's you know got to look at these things long term. Everything public works is built fifty to hundred years. You can't. You have to really consider that when you're building new new pipes, when you're putting in any new infrastructure. In public works, we're looking at it lasting 50 to 100 years, you know. So um, it's, a, it's a huge commitment that we take very seriously. We do have such a wealth of resources in the county, and you don't get credit for any of them, but I mean, you've, you've got like, you know, we've got wonderful parks. Yes. We've got wonderful athletic facilities. A lot of that falls into parks and rec. We've got a great police department, a great fire department. Uh, you guys are keeping it all, you know, patched up and 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 glued together. Um, don't don't mess it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got a good thing going here. Yes, we've got a good thing going here. But uh, you know, when we talked with Chris the last time before he had retired, uh, I know one of his big things was uh, fat bombs. Yeah, which. It- 
is the when you put grease and stuff down the sink, it gets in a, and ultimately ends up clogging the sewer pipes before yes. you know it gets into into the plant. And I I realize that that's that's an issue. I just realized not too long ago that you shouldn't put eggshells down the disposal. Yeah. Uh, someone yelled at me on that, and I said, "What are you doing?" Disposals aren't great for for our systems at all, but <laughs> that's yeah. Is what is mine. I learned. Yeah. I, I learned. I learned a lesson there, and I mean, and one thing that I always have wondered. Is that and Chris has said the those disposable wipes that you see and the flushable disposable wipes are just a nightmare yes. for public works. Now yeah. how is it that one. somebody can print on the box these are sanitary, sewer safe, they're flushable, they're public works approved. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean they, they do flush, but then they end up in the you know, into our sewer systems and they do clog up the system and then and then all the mechanical equipment that's involved with the wastewater treatment, it's very technical and they they jam up the um, bar screens and all the other tools that we use to try to get to the actual treatment of the wastewater. So yeah, they're terrible. It's probably very similar to um I guess the situation is going on with recycling and it's you know, yes. contaminated recycling. I know yeah. I, I live actually live in the city of Annapolis. So, and they're, they're somewhat cracking down on, okay, let's get this stuff. That's rinsed. Let's rinse this off a little bit better before we do it. Because it, apparently ultimately it was sent to China at one point to process and China was the biggest buyer of our recyclables, but they have cracked down where they're not going to take it if it has been contaminated. Contaminated can mean a pizza box that has grease on it. So maybe you can't recycle the bottom part of the box, but you could at least recycle the lid because usually you don't get a lot of grease on the lid. <laughs> you don't know my pizza delivery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know the and the the plastic bags, you know the bread bags right. and the grocery bags. Those those are the items that they they don't want anymore. They can be recycled separately, and there's separate um, ways to recycle that, but not in your general recycling bin. That, that generally is go take it back to the grocery store, and they've usually, yes. most of them usually have a, a bin to dispose yes. of that. Um, but what happens to the recycling stuff that does that gets bounced out? That they ends up going to the to the landfills. Okay, so it just it yeah. just creates more more trash, yeah. And if it's a contaminated piece of plastic that's going to be around for yes. gosh knows how long. Yes, and for the county, we have a very small percentage allowed to have of the contaminated recycling. If we have any more than that, we have to pay extra cost for it. So it's important to us to keep our cost down, which ends up being a lower cost for the folks that pay the solid waste fees that that we don't have contaminated recycling. And, and in that, the end, it boils down to county executive Pittman and the budget and the tax increases if yes. there's any that come. I mean, if we keep... You know, if if we keep putting our people out picking up trash on as far as letter, if we keep you know having you know recycling that is not able to be recycled, I mean, it's going to come it's going to come from our wallet at some point. Right. It it will do that. People don't understand. You're very similar into the, like the police departments are always saying if you see something, say something. Yes. And again, I think that follows over to Department of Public Works as well. I mean, you yes. you you said you have a total of 762 employees. Um, I don't even have when I. Guess how many miles of road the county has? But I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you can. For if you want to know, we have uh, center line miles. So that's just counting the road once is right. one thousand eight hundred and twenty-five miles. Wow. If you count the lane miles, it's three hundred and six. 3,650 lane miles. That's crazy. Yeah, and we have six thousand seven hundred and fifteen roads 
in wow. the county that just the county maintains, not the state roads. Those are the county maintained. Right, roads. you've got the the city and the state roads that yeah. inter- intersect and go throughout there. But you know, these folks that are working, these 762 people that are working for Department of Public Works, are working on all sorts of things with the wastewater and the the water and the the roads and building things and the whole nine yards. So when you see something that's wrong, that's you know, a pot, a pothole. Nobody wants to drive through the pothole. Right. Report it. Yes. Um, when you see, you know, perhaps if you see an area that is just loaded with litter, maybe it's just crazy wind things that gets litter and it's all in this one area. I would think that you would want to know about that. Yes. So, um, yeah, we can't be everywhere at all times. So we do rely heavily on the public. That's why we have a DPWNU campaign, which is the U is let us know there's a pothole. We will respond within 48 hours. Let us know if there you see water looks like a water leak. Could be an actual drinking water leak or it could be a stormwater issue that's happening. Could be a stormwater pipe that's burst or something else that's happened. So let us know and we will investigate it and we have if it's an after hours we have 410-222-8400 they answer the phone 24 7 365 days a year you can really even call that during the day and they'll get you the right person but um if it's just a highways issue their number is 410-222-7321 that is for reporting potholes reporting stormwater issues in your yard Anything road-related, sidewalks, sidewalks, sidewalks get damaged, curbs, yes, they'll handle all that. This time of year, we have the weeded lot, so if there's a property in your neighborhood and they're not mowing and it gets above 12 inches, then they can call us. We will inst- institute our weeded lot program. Um, so by that, my lawn grow a little bit more. You guys will come out and cut it for me. Well, you have to pay us, and it's probably a lot more than what it costs you to do it. Um, you don't want to want that because you get all these legal <laughs> legal notices. So please mow your lawn. But sometimes, you know, people don't. So it's a it's True. a way to keep down, um, you know, rodent pests and stuff when they're not maintaining their yard. Sure, no, no. And the other thing I do want to mention is that Maryland does have a law about the move over law, and you guys are. On the road, an awful lot, and I, you know, figuratively, literally, and everything else. And in Maryland, just to reemphasize that, if there is a car, if there is a vehicle, whether it be a road work vehicle, a police emergency, whatever it may be, even just a car with a flat tire with the blinkers, the law says you've got to slow down to go past it, or preferably move into a different lane if you can do that to get past. Because, you know, we certainly saw up in Baltimore, up on the Beltway, uh, those six workers that that were killed by, um, I don't know whether they've ultimately figured there was some excess speed, but it was just sort of a freak thing that the car was able to enter into an opening. Um, you know, slow down. I mean, these folks, I mean, we even here in Anne Arundel County, we had a flagger that was uh, killed up in Davidsonville uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, that and was pri- from a private company. Yeah. As a director of public works, one of my number one concerns is the safety of employees. They have very dangerous jobs. They're very dedicated. They're very, very much care about what they do. Um, we provide them with all the safety equipment that we can, but we, do, again, rely on the public to drive safely around them because, as you said, they are in the road a lot, whether they're working on a, a water main or sewer main break or they're fixing a pothole or they're fixing a 
the sidewalk or whatever they may be doing. Um, so they are working and we're flagging, trying to use as many safety precautions as we can, but we still have to get the work done. It's in the road and it's inherently dangerous because of the people driving by. No, it it, it, tr it truly is. And I mean, I, I in a prior life, I actually worked for a contractor that did traffic signals. Okay. And sometimes you sit there and you, you know, you're hanging literally the bottom of your bucket might be three, four inches above where trucks are. Yeah. And, and it's pretty scary. Yes. Definitely. And uh, it doesn't take much to, you know, turn a good day's work into a tragedy. Yes. So be wary of that. And, and everybody's out there with their reflective vests and there's usually cones and signs and everything else, but just be an aware driver when you're out on the roads. And I think that probably will do that. But as, as you move through this position, okay, you've been through, you've been in the Department of Public Works for quite a while, and you were the acting director for several months, I think, before the county uh, council finally approved it, stuff like that. Um, is this still a man's world, man's domain? I think we only have like 30% of our employees are women, so yes. <laughs> um, has, has, there, has there been any, any well, you know, in, challenges in, for you to come into the position? No, I guess I'm... Um, totally don't pay any attention to that quite honestly I just do what I got to do and work through it have I been called little missy yes have I you know we've all any woman in this kind of world has had their experiences do people sometimes condescend to me yes but what I just ignore it and move on because I've got a job to do and you know I can't control how everyone else sees me well you are the first you are the first Female director of public work, correct? Yes. I'd love to see the glass ceilings broken. I mean, before we started recording, we talked about the Naval Academy, and uh, you look, you know, politically in Washington and, and just everything else. And it's uh, my girlfriend is an attorney at USDA, and I mean, she went, you know, through the same thing, and it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just, it needs to go away. I think there's been strides. And I will say County Executive Stuart Pittman, he has been a real proponent of women in high-level positions. I think over half of his, the all half of the departments now are led by a woman. So police and fire, the three largest departments in the county are police, fire, fire and public, public works, works. And we're all women leading these departments. And I would say, you know, my peers in police and fire, very qualified, dedicated, outstanding leaders. So do you know, the chiefs go out and like have beers and no, but maybe we should <laughs> throw it out. Yeah. Well, you know, I know that the, we talked about fire and police, but they, to, uh, police to a lesser extent, but the fire department I know has an awful lot of employees that live outside of the area. And we we're in a we're very fortunate to live in an area that's just so beautiful. We're very unfortunate that we live in an area that is so expensive to live in. And it's not a cheap place to live in Anne Arundel County. Do most of the public works employees live in the community? Actually, they do. We we did a statistic on that not long ago, and it's about 70% of our employees live in the county. I live in the county. I'm proud county resident. I've lived here all my life. So, Which part of the county? I, I live in Pasadena now. Okay, I grew, so grew up in Glen Burnie. My husband grew up in Annapolis, so we're local, raising our children. My, my um, family, his family, all live in Anne Arundel County for the most part. And so, any decision I make, you know, it's personal because <laughs> it's like our, you know, my county, my home, my community. So um, that to me is very important to leave a legacy of, uh, you know, great service and improvements to our community because not only does it, aff it affect everyone around us, but it affects me and my family too. So sure, without a doubt. Well, I'll tell you when the S hits the fan, figuratively and li literally and figuratively for you here. <laughs> um, 
you guys are the ones that get the call. Have you, in your tenure here, seen, heard any really memorable stories or incidents? Oh, that's a great question. Hmm. I have to give that some thought. I don't know. We have a lot of weird things that happen. We had, I mean, this is kind of a cute story where we were called to help get ducks to cross the road. Um, they had gotten lost. So we had a crew <laughs> that, you know, went out there and ha- escorted the ducks across the road. Um, I mean, it's kind of unusual, but that just goes to show, you know, that's fun. They, they were really excited about doing that, you know. And um, I just read an article this morning. It was very funny. And I don't remember what country it was, but they were talking about the um, a preponderance of animals being hit. And they created a bridge. In this one area, they created a bridge so the animals could actually cross over this bridge over a highway as opposed to crossing the highway. Oh, that's so cute. I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit extreme for a bunch of duck, duck, yeah. ducks, I would think, but that's... Uh, well, we so often come in and totally, you know, violate their their little area of the world, and then um, where do they go, you know, so... It's true. Yeah. What keeps you up at night? Uh, and well, one is safety of, of the employees. That That is one thing I'm always... I know we do as much as we can. We have a really great safety program, but... It's still, some things are out of our control. We have some really exciting projects coming up. So making sure that those get through, we have some legislative changes that need to be made in order to make them happen. One is we have a managed aquifer recharge program. We're working with Maryland Department of the Environment to get that. Um, They right now do not have the authority to issue permits because it involves um, injection of treated treated wastewater into drinking water standards into um, the aquifer. And they right now don't have the uh, authority to provide a permit. So we're working with them and we'll have require legislative change in order to be able to do that. Um, There was some legislation that happened this year that really is specifically written for Westminster that's doing the same thing. It was emergency legislation and, um, but it doesn't fit what exactly what we're doing. So we're working toward that. Okay. Biosolids is a huge issue for us in that we spend millions of dollars a year for um, treating our biosolids and they they transport it and land app- apply it. And it's becoming harder and harder to land apply the biosolids because, you know, they're starting to farms don't want it and and, you know the state has a lot of regulations i think maine has no land application of biosolids they recently passed legislation so it's not allowed at all there in maryland it's certain seasons so trying to find better ways to handle our biosolids um and we're looking at a biosolids regional facility it's regional meaning just san arundel county to take all of our different we have seven wastewater treatment plants so taking all of the biosolids from those plants to treat it to with pyrolysis and that's high heat in order to make it a biochar which takes all the PFAS which you've heard PFAS is forever chemicals um, even takes that out of it so that it can be used for environmental beneficial use so that's what we're working toward it's a long project um, and we're starting to get out ahead of that with public just wanting to make sure the public knows about it and can ask, ask questions. But the return on investment will save a lot of money, plus it's safer and better for the environment in the long run. Look at that. You just became an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I know. Just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> um, what, what's been the most rewarding part 
of this job? Um, rewarding. Well, what I love to see is folks that get promoted up and through the ranks. So you see those really great employees that show a lot of initiative, have a lot of motivation, great ideas, energy, and then they are able to, um, you know, take advantage of promotions throughout their career and watching them grow and helping them develop um, mentoring and, and that sort of thing. That's one of the things I really love. I'd like for the public to have the same appreciation for our employees that I do in that they see them more as people, humans, and not just, you know, government workers that, you know, eat lunch all day or whatever they envision sure, that sure. they I do. Mean, no, no, they're, they're your neighbors. They are their neighbors. They are very dedicated. Um, they, you know, work many hours of overtime, especially now that we're short staffed. They're out all night long working on water main breaks and sewer breaks and fixing the roads and snow removal. They're spending that time away from their families to make our communities safer, better place. So I know that they get overtime in many cases. The managers don't, but they're still out there doing that, that kind of work. Um, you know, there it's you can't really put a price on it, which I know the unions probably right. love me to say, right. but they are, you know, we just can't live without them, you know, and well, it's a career true. not everyone wants to get into. So that's, that's true. But I mean, you sit there I mean, we had a really horrible, as far as my opinion, winter this year, maybe for your opinion, it's a little bit different, <laughs> but we had no snow this winter. But I mean, in, when you have a bad winter and you see trucks out there literally 24 seven for three, four five days. Yes. Um, Think about you getting a phone call in the middle of the night saying, hey, Frank, Mary, whatever it is, you, go, you need to go drive a plow truck for the next three days. Yeah. That's, you know, that's some dedication. And I will say that I've run into probably more fire and police than I have public works where I've talked to them. But I will say that most employees in the county are very happy. They're, they're a very satisfied workforce to, you know, to a large degree. And I think that speaks well for the management from the top on down, down in the Rundle Center, down to, you know, folks like you and that are leading the departments into the next, we're, we're into the next millennium, but into yes. 2023 <laughs> and beyond. Yeah. Um, what's what's the least, what's, what's the drag? What do you hate to do here? Hmm. What do I hate? To, I can't really. Spreadsheets, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I love spreadsheets. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't really, I think. I, I keep saying the same thing, but it's true. I just when people complain, it's fine. Tell us we have a pothole, but be reasonable too. You know that it's, it's we all have to take ownership. So we want to hear about it, and in the of course, in the case of the pothole, only uh, we can fix it. But be reasonable about the expectations that you have for for employees. You know, it's. Um, we are limited in all the resources. We wish we had a lot more resources, but nobody wants to pay for what really would cost, I think, to satisfy everybody at every minute of every day. Oh, yeah. No, so. nobody nobody's ever satisfied. I mean, I remember hearing a great story when uh, Schaefer was um, mayor of Baltimore. And apparently he used to give out his phone number to, to constituents all the time. said, if you ever have a problem, you call me. And he's being driven to work one day and somebody says, yeah, this is Joe Smith or something. I got a pothole in front of my house. And he says, okay, we'll get it fixed today. And he says, go take care of Joe Smith's bottles. We'll get an address. He says, that's not my problem. You figure out where it is. <laughs> you know, and it was just send him, a, send him on down there. But and, and I mean, if you are reasonable about it, uh, I mean, okay, the pothole on a small street, uh, 
certainly we understand that it's a priority for the homeowner that yes. backs out of the driveway every morning and got that zoltonk. Right. Uh, but if there's a bridge collapsing over 97, which wouldn't be your problem, well, it might be depending on what road is crossing over it. But, <laughs> uh, you know, that is a priority. You've got priorities with, you know, 762 people with the thousands of miles of roads, plus everything else that supports it. Uh, you've got to prioritize what what goes there. And I mean, certainly, you know, life and safety of employees and people and residents, stuff like that, takes precedence over a pothole. Yes. Um, and, you know, reason, reasonableness goes a long way. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, we have to prioritize. We prioritize based on what the safety, whatever, you know, what the risk is. So that would be number one. And then we start going down our list of uh, what else we can do. Some of the complaints we get are more aesthetic and that's not our, that's our least priority, you know? So that's what I mean about being reasonable, I guess. Well, I do recommend that everybody go check out the website. It's dpwandyou.com. Uh, or if you want to go see that, you can go to aacounty.org and do the whole navigation thing to get to, <laughs> to the same thing. But DPW and U is really a very memorable website. It takes you right to the Department of Public Works. And you can see all the great things that they do. Um, you've got all the contact information, how to report it. And most importantly, how you can become involved and let everybody know so we can all live in a better place in a better world. Um, Karen, do you want to give your home phone number? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I'm, I'm here most of the time. Might not catch me at home too much. That's, that's right. It's 410 222, right? Right. Do you remember what your husband looks like? <laughs> the, kid, the, kid, the kids were 12 when I took them down. They're graduating college this year. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank you so much for your time this morning. And um, for everybody that's listening, do check out dpwandu.com. Stop throwing stuff out of the car. It's so easy just to put it... Uh, on the floor yes. uh, until you till you get to your destination. And cover your load. If you're going to our recycling centers or our landfill, make sure you cover the back of your truck up so it's not flying out the back. That oh, happens true. sometimes too. Yeah. You know, I, I've gone behind some, on 665 notably, sometimes they load up just all sorts of stuff and I go behind like this pickup truck that has like, like three stories worth of junk piled on the back of it and I'm just absolutely terrified that that couch up on the top is going to be you know, flopping down on top yes. of me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, certainly tie down, you know, tie down and cover up whatever, whatever you're taking up to the landfill and, you know, and, and look at what the landfill does take. I mean, you can take stuff up there pretty much all the time. They do have um, hazardous waste days mm -hmm. uh, in South County and the landfill and, and North County, I believe, don't they? Well, they've been having them here in Riva road this year um, or actually 2022. We had four different um, hazardous household waste days and they were all here. It was a lot, it was a lot easier because people were just coming with their hazardous household waste. Whereas when you come to a recycling center, you're getting in line behind somebody that's, you it's know, got bringing, the couches and the, yeah, and, seemed and to go else. a lot more smoothly here, but we're, we're, gonna, we're looking at other um, locations, so it's not just in Annapolis. You know, okay, and hazardous waste are, are, are like paints, large batteries yeah, and yeah. paints mm -hmm. and yeah. chemicals and, and whatnot there. Yes. Don't put them into the storm sewers. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not, where, that's not where it belongs. Yes, I hope you didn't give anybody any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. And, and, you know, thank you for the work that you're doing to keep, uh, you know, keep the county as beautiful as it is and we have a part to do, too, so it's a shared effort, and um, I thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. 
And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.